Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. I'm Douglas L., your host. You can now contact me directly via text, 919-675-1058. That's 919-675-1058. Or join our Facebook group at the Anon Podcast. That's T-H-E-A-N-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T to fellowship with other guests. This podcast aims to be a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature, aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with Stepwork, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as another resource toward our collective growth as addicts in recovery. We're simply addicts seeking recovery. Nothing more, and for sure, nothing less. Now let's get started. Hi, my name is Frank. I'm a recovering addict. My clean date is July 24, 2018. Today's reading is for August 19th, and it's titled Inclusiveness, means any addict. All addicted persons are welcome and equal in obtaining the relief that they are seeking from their addiction. Every addict can recover in this program on an equal basis. Basic Text, Chapter 6, Tradition 3. Many of us who have been around NA for a little while have no doubt that the NA program is for any addict. Our literature and our traditions clearly state that any addict with the desire to stop using should be able to find a place in our fellowship. Making that ideal into a reality requires more than telling newcomers to focus on the similarities rather than the differences. It requires us to actively make space in our meetings for any addict, regardless of. I was the only person who looked like me in the rooms before I got clean, a member shared. People told me to focus on the similarities, and all I could think was, that's pretty easy for all of you. Everyone looks like you. Then I heard someone say, one day you'll hear someone who is nothing like you share your story. And it clicked. I needed to hear that it's okay that we're not all the same. Our stories are similar even when we're not. I don't have to ignore real parts of who I am to belong here. Making space for any addict requires taking an honest look at ourselves and our communities. Society outside of our meetings has all sorts of social strata. Differences in language, ethnicity, culture, gender, identity, sexual orientation, ability, and financial stat- status can, rep- can present challenges. And some might prefer it if distinctions like these melted away at the door to our meeting. But they're often all wrapped up in who we are as people, and our distinctions are assets to NA, not problems to be solved. We can tell newcomers that our differences don't matter, but if our meetings are largely made up of people from similar backgrounds, it can look like NA is no more inclusive than the rest of society. When we share openly about our differences and encourage others to do so too, our distinctions enrich the NA fellowship. Being who we are helps newcomers identify and relate and stay. Focusing on the similarities does not mean I need to ignore the differences. I will share honestly about who I am, differences and all, and honor the experiences of addicts who are not like me. Welcome back, everyone. This is August 19th, and on Fridays, we're here with Jennifer W. Jennifer, can you share your thoughts on inclusiveness means any addict? I think when I first got clean, this um, really is a piece of where I lived was there isn't anybody here like me. And, um, you know, I was 17 years old. Mm. I was, um, I had nothing, 
you know, and, and by nothing, I mean, you know, I didn't have a car, I didn't have a job, I didn't have a, you know, family, I didn't have, you know, I was hanging on by a thread, you know, sharing a room with my, my sister back at my mom's house, and, and, um, and I had a really difficult time identifying with anybody in the meeting, because I wasn't listening to what they were saying, I was looking at them and their lives, and, um, and their age, um, I don't, I don't remember when I first got clean, there was anybody my age um, in the meetings that I went to. You yeah, know? for sure. Um, you know, maybe in their early 20s, um, and, 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 and there, was a, there was a point where there was a gentleman that um, showed up at a, a meeting with his then wife, and, and he had gotten clean when he was 16. And he was. Oh, probably, when did you, when was that? How long were you clean? Like you were just getting clean and, and you met somebody I, like that? It was probably about nine months or a year. So it oh, right was on. a minute. Oh, okay. And it was, yeah. and you know, he was in the same area as I was. I just, I didn't understand and I didn't know. And then I heard him speak at a meeting and I was like, oh, oh he got clean young. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he um, had primarily attended the other fellowship. He had gone to AA. And so uh, he was coming back to NA with his wife. And so it was kind of one of those things where I was like, oh, okay. Hmm. So, so we do exist. And, um, and I think, you know, my mentality back I'm, I'm then was very just, Yeah, I'm chuckling because, that, no, that, that, that's what we all um, – the, the cool thing the last few years, just like with the, with the virtual presence of NA and stuff, we've got to link up with a lot of people. I got clean at 16 uh-huh. and, and exact same thing that you're talking about. Like there wasn't, yeah, probably twenty three years old, I guess, would maybe be the next, uh-huh. you know, person I could see, and and those differences, that were differences that you're you're speaking, you can see them right away. Uh-huh. Clothes, st- you know, how people sit, you can kind of assume like, oh, you probably got a life, you know what I mean? Like they're they're much older and, and things like this, and I didn't know that people in their teens were getting clean. Yeah. Had no idea. Last couple of years, I kind of linked up with a whole bunch of people, you know, kind of on the podcast and different things like this. And it's like, oh, damn, like we, we're we getting long-term clean time, you know, as a teenager and stuff like that. But uh, so what was that, you know, when, when was it one of those things where like, hey, fuck this, I'm not, you know, I, I can't fit in. I, I think, I think there was a part of me that, that really believed in the beginning that, you know, maybe this wasn't for me. And it wasn't because I, you know, I knew that I couldn't stop using. I knew that, you know, when I put, you know, drugs in my body that, you know, I, I got the actual, when they would talk about that piece, the obsessive compulsive piece, yeah. I got that. I just didn't know. I didn't know how to act, you know, I mean, I didn't know what to do. I didn't, I wasn't working, you know, everybody was at their jobs during the day, you know, um, you know, I was, you know, my parents didn't trust me, so when they weren't home, I, you know, I had to go figure out what to do with myself because I couldn't stay there all day by myself. And so yeah, it was this this whole battle of, you know, what do I do with myself now? And, um, you know, and one of the things that happened at this book study that I went to is um, I met this woman, and, and she seemed very – she seemed older, way older, at least, you know, mentally than I was. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I felt like a child, um, an, an infant almost sometimes – probably acted like it too, but, um, and, <laughs> and I found out that she had gone clean and she was 17. Oh, wow. So my, and she ended up being my first real sponsor. And I say real sponsor because I probably had two or three sponsors in name in the very beginning. And, um, and what's that mean? You just weren't doing anything. Well, I would ask these of... women to be my sponsor because that's what you guys told me to do. Right. 
But then, and this is part of the identification piece. Like there was so many pieces. Like I was picking sponsors because they, the way they looked or the way or what they had, it was all outside stuff, right? Mm. And, and I heard, I heard someone say one time that, you know, I don't want to have a sponsor. Um, you know, I don't want what they have. I want them to want what they have, right? And when okay. I can see that in their eyes, they want what they have. The life that they have and they're living is is to them. You hear it. It's uh, you know that a wonderful life. It, it sounds cliche, um, you know. And, and and this was someone who you know, in all rights, was you know doing the work, and and she was, you know, and mm. and uh, and I just didn't see, I didn't see it until I heard her say, it, you know. And then I was like, oh, you know. So so while I looked at her because she just got married, and you know what I mean, and, and she had a job and all this other stuff. But when I heard her speak in this book study that I you know went to. <clears throat> It was like, oh, okay. Like she went from being that girl she, to me to this, you know, grown up. And and I think she probably. Oh, so that like, was attractive. Like that like whole, five years that whole piece. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, for sure. And I was like, someday I want to be able to articulate the way that she does or speak the way that she does. Or even, you know, I couldn't sit still for longer than 15 minutes. Right. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't, I, you know, I didn't know a lot about acting within the social norms or, you know, uh, behaving myself or being appropriate or like all of those things were really, I was clueless. And so, you know, I'd watch these women who were ladies, you know, and, and, and then, you know, that's the only way I can describe it, who were women of worth with integrity. And they really kind of taught me about, you know, being a loving presence to anyone. And, and, and this book study that I went to, I didn't tell, it was wild. You know, we had all different forms of, of clean time, different backgrounds and these different women, you know, all the way from accountants to strippers. And, and I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm actually not kidding when I say that. It was yeah. literally, we had a CPA that just taken an exam. I remember her and this lady that, you know, was a stripper. And, and, and I, and I remember looking around thinking they're talking about the same thing and doing That's the beautiful, same thing. Man. That is really cool. <clears throat> And Jen, I, I intimately identify not with the stripper piece. You know, I've never been a stripper. <laughs> I'd be a starving artist if I was. But, <laughs> but, but, but with the piece of like when I heard these people, like I was sixteen, right? And when I heard these these people much older and had nice clothes, I had, you know, not nice clothes, not name mm -hmm. brand clothes. You know that mm -hmm. that that whole piece. All that melted away, man. When I heard them talking about being desperate to get high, like I immediately linked up with oh fuck that's me like when they were when they were talking about like what it was like the upset the obsession to use and i would trade my life to get to to get high one more time fucking man i was like that was the hook for me actually mm -hmm. like i don't know if i got hooked with the whole like the hope shot piece i think the hook had to had to start with me with the identification piece mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah. just because it was like all right well fuck your age then you know and fuck how much you accumulated or what you know what you have or whatever and it was like, okay, man, I can I can relate to you on that level, and um, and you know, and I still, man, when I when I work with people, not to glorify, and I, I want to be very clear about this, like you know, we don't glorify active addiction, and I don't romance using or, or things like that, you know, but I let people know that I work, you know, who 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 I'm working with, man, who are getting clean, or what it was like for me then, yeah. because that that that's what helped me out, and you know, not like war stories, but like, hey, man, this, this is desperation, man, I was desperate to get high. And then we can start building. Right. And I think that's why that's why we're able the the therapeutic value piece. 
you know, and I, I think that's why another addict could reach me, could reach my soul, like security guards and mall cops chasing us, you know, and all different shit, authority figures, principals, you know, parents and, and, and whatever it was, could never reach me. Mm-hmm. Couldn't. Couldn't. So, look, I want to drill in on, on one thing. I know that inclusiveness means, you know, we're talking about, like, any all different, you know, race is usually the big one. Or at least it was, right? Remember like 15, mm-hmm. 20 years ago, that was the big piece, you know, race. Like we went and label these black meetings, white meetings, you know, and that piece. Recently, I think it's been like the, the, the gender identity, you know, I won't even call it an issue, but like our sensitivity to that. I think that's a big one. You know what, what and you and I have talked about what I'm about to ask you here many times. You know, we don't have any resources for the young addict getting clean. Yeah. We just don't. We have the same, re- except one, and God bless the pamphlet. Look, God bless the pamphlet. Bless I'm not ta- pamphlet. I'm not talking shit on the pamphlet. I'm not. I'm not doing it. I don't know if that is all the resource that, that could help us, though. Right. No, I agree. We have the same, we literally have the same, except for that pamphlet, you know, the, the what, what is it? Young N.A. by N.A. or something, you know, yeah, yeah, some, yeah. you know what? We, 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 there's still the same availability of resources for, for that addict who's getting clean as a teenager. I got clean in 2000 and you got clean in, in what was it, 992. There's still the same resources uh-huh. for, for, and, and it, it weighs heavy on my heart. And I know, you know, that we've talked in depth about this, you know, a hundred times. So what, what, is there something we could be doing, do you think? I do. I think when I look at me today, and I think about 17-year-old me and, and where my path went in Narcotics Anonymous. You know, I think having a resource, you know, like the sponsorship, you know, you know, resource. You know what I mean? Like mm. having something, having something to kind of, I, I, my, my perspective today is that my, my early years were very, were kind of spent jumbling around trying to figure out just how to navigate going into adulthood. We didn't know what the fuck to I, do. I, I didn't know anything. I, I knew zero. You know, my parents right. my parents weren't the ones that were teaching me how to do this stuff. Same, they couldn't right. manage me. Same. You know what I mean? Same. And so, like, I didn't know how to do simple things like get a checking account. I mean, I know that's what we wrote checks back then. Get a checking account, <laughs> you know. Um, how do you get a car and register it? Oh, you may, I have right. to have insurance. How do I right. pay a bill? Like, I write it. Well, back then I wrote a check. I put a stamp on the envelope. You, you know what I mean? And, and today, mm. I mean, granted, you know, we have the internet and things are a little more accessible, but even now I'm like growing from that age into adulthood was probably the most tumultuous time in my recovery because I didn't have any idea what I was doing. I didn't know I was supposed to ask people. Well, you share about that time in your life and it's, it's beautiful. I, it's the most beautiful kind of port, portrait to paint. Uh, that I've heard people talking about getting clean as a teenager. You, oh. you, you, you talk about how it's under, you're under a spotlight yeah, going growing. through the, you, you're, you're, you're in public, you're under this spotlight growing up and, but like lit, like chronological, like your age growing up, not mm-hmm. or emotional development for sure too, but like the stages, of, the natural oh, yeah. stages of life, we're under the spotlight of the fellowship and it's just a, it's a, it's a scary time. And, and I want to say this, like no different, it's it's different. It's no better or worse, or, or this the the desperation and what we need to do to stay clean is the same no matter right. if I'm a thousand years old or if I'm sixteen. 100%. I'm not saying that at all. 
I am saying though, from my experience, I, it would have been so beneficial if there was just a resource to help to be like, yo, this is like getting clean as a teenager. The, the, here's our experience. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Something like, um, I just have a heavy heart, man. Yeah. I just do. I just, you know, I just, I wonder if, if, if it would be out of bounds to, because we, we know a whole bunch of, of people who, who are, who, who are clean now. Right. You know, and got clean as teenagers. And have stayed clean. And have stayed clean. Yeah, man. You know, and, 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 and I wonder if we're out of bounds by, by maybe, could we put together a resource, you know, not to make any money, man, not to do, not, like, not to do any of this shit, you right. know what I mean? Not to, not to sure. do that, but just to share, yeah, just to have, like, if, if someone's getting clean young to say, hey, bro, here's a collection of our stories. This is what we did. Yeah. Or, I don't know. Yeah, it's just our experience. You know what I'm saying? Like, like what could we be doing? Um and you know we all have our things, man. Like I, I, like, like you know, I know some people are real passionate about like LGBTQ, you know, like plus meetings, you know, and like, okay, what resources can we give with that? Accessible. I know my sponsor, man. Like he, he was real cool on doing these, these, um, uh, the camps or the weekend camps for for people in recovery who are HIV positive. Right. And that's and you know and run out, and 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 I and I wonder if there's like. If people who are getting who have gotten clean as teenagers have this passion too, yeah. if like man, maybe we could come together and have some resources available. Yeah, well, and I think it it gives the young person coming into Narcotics Anonymous options of where they want to go in their life. This is our experience. This is what we did. This is where we are today. And mm. it could be everyone from you know I ran off and got married and and, and had a bunch of kids and which and is then, pretty common, right? Like that's right, which, which is what I did. You know, <laughs> I mean, uh, or we went back to school and we got degrees and we have a professional career that's beyond anything we could ever comprehend. Or you or know, travel the world. Or travel the world. You know, so many different cool shit. And I think yeah. that we box ourselves in when we're that young. We can't think outside of that box to really think about what the future looks like. And so the options, having options and, and, and knowing that there are other people that have gone all of these different paths really opens up a whole new world that I didn't know existed when I was 17. So maybe, you know, and we'll just see what the HP has in store for this. Like this could be the the start of it. I know you and I have talked about this in depth, you know, mm-hmm. so many times and with some other people too. But maybe it's like, maybe we can invite the folks listening to this episode. Kick this resource to somebody who got clean as a teenager or who's getting clean now or, some, you know, something like this. Yeah. Link up with us. They can contact you on the Facebook page. Yep. You know Jennifer W. They could hit me on the on the um, the podcast number, which we say at the intro and the outro. Mm-hmm. You know of every episode, and maybe there's just enough people who are like, bro, I my spirit, I would benefit, I would have benefited so much if there was some kind of resource like that. And then maybe we come together, man, and just yeah. and do it. You know, and do it. who knows? And maybe it falls flat. Maybe it's like the worst idea, which is cool too. <laughs> right? Either way, I mean, it, either way. Yeah. You know, that, that, that would be, um, that would be cool. So, well, we kind of went over, didn't we? We did. We kind of went over. <laughs> but I do want to say to anybody that's listening that's young, like, this is not the end of the road. This is not the end of the oh, world. For sure. The fun is not over. Sure. Um, and that's what I thought. Like, my life was over and I was just going to sit and mull about 
for the rest of my life. And, and, and my life has been incredible. And I've had opportunities beyond, you know, beyond opportunity, beyond, you know, beyond anything I could comprehend, mm. you know, and it, and it is, it's a beautiful life. Thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the anonymous podcast. I encourage you all to focus on that magic six letter word others as we go out into the world. Stop by the Facebook page, fellowship with other guests, or send me a text. Let me know if you'd like to be a guest or if you have any ideas on future podcasts. Until next time, I'm your host, Douglas L. Namaste and God bless. Mm-hmm.